Today's daf is daf Aleph. We're going to begin at the top of Pe Aleph Amar Aleph. We are uh, approximately uh, five lines down. Shalchum Isam. That they sent the following information. They sent from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel. Gave them some advice how to sustain Torah. Number one is Hizharu Barbudiso. Be careful with personal hygiene. Make sure you wash your clothes. Make sure you take showers. It is very important for a person's well-being to uh, groom themselves and, be, and, and take care of their personal hygiene. Number one. Number two. It's interesting because these are all connected to Torah. means for the study of Torah. And it's pointing out this is for the study of Torah. There's something you have to be very careful about. I guess when they, uh, the Tiferes uh, when they went into Bavel, we learned in, uh, I think in Suvis that one of the things they lost is they, they weren't, there weren't as many bathhouses. They didn't have the capacity to bathe as much as they did when they were in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore they were sending them to Eretz Yisrael. Now they're going to Bavel. Be careful with these, with these areas. He's Horu Very important when you study, make sure you study among yourselves. You study in groups. Don't study uh, individually. Make sure you study together because that is how a person develops. That's a person sharpens themselves. That's how the teachers are, 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 uh, become more uh, greater expertise with the interaction with the students. But it's preferable to study as in a group than it is to study on one's own. And the last one thing they told them is is Be careful with the children of the indigent, the children of the poor. Because you might think, you know, uh, that, you know, what, what's going to ever come out of these people, right? Oh, they got no money, they got, you know, what's going to, you know, but it says, way God creates it is that Talmidei Chachamim, that's where Talmidei Chachamim come from, from the Aniyam. So be careful the way you treat Aniyam, because from there is going to be the proliferation of Torah. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says in Bamidbar, it says, Yizal Mayim Midalyo, that, that water, the little pshat is water will flow from the wells. However, the word Dal also means uh, impoverished, means Torah will flow from the impoverished. Uh, the of Shemehen, from the poor among them, Tete Torah, Torah will come. The uh, the Ran says an interesting thing. He says, why, just on a practical level, why is it that the poor uh, have a greater propensity for Torah coming from them? He says, number one, that they're less preoccupied with material things, so there's able to be a greater focus on Torah. And number two, is they have, they have humility. Key ingredient in success in Torah is humility. Since they have humility, therefore they are ripe, for the development of Torah within them. Why is it that it is not as common to see that Talmidei Chachamim have children that reach the stature or status of their parents who are on a high level of Torah? We don't see that natural Yerusha going through by Talmidei Chachamim. So Am Rabbi Yosef Shalayimru Torah Yerushahi Lahem is that they should not say that Torah comes to them as a Yerusha. It's interesting that uh, one way of understanding this means is that if 
Let's say you have a family of doctors, and there's a Talmud family, Talmud Chachamim. The family of doctors say, "Listen, my family are doctors. They don't have to put the focus. Where's Torah coming from? Torah comes from the Talmud Chachamim. So therefore, the Talmud Chachamim, their 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 uh, inheritance and their bequeath to their children Torah." And my children are going to go to medical school. No, it's important that people don't have the excuse to be able to say that we don't have to put our focus in Torah because it goes to the Talmud Chachamim Yerusha. It doesn't go to the Talmud Chachamim Yerusha. So no one has the excuse of saying, therefore, there's a greater predisposition by them to get Torah than us. Fakert, it's the other way around. There's actually less of a predisposition of Talmud Chachamim. Akarish Borcha built it in that they should not be able to have it be Yerusha. So people shouldn't have that excuse as to why there was no focus within their own family of developing children that are going to become Talmud Chachamim. Rab Sheshes bereid Rab Idi Omer Kedeshala Yezgadru Alatzibur. He says that the reason it, it's actually a defense mechanism to protect the community, because if Torah was contained within only those families that are Talmud Chachamim, then they would lord over the community. They would create a certain arrogance by those families. They're all the Amaratzim, and we're the Talmud Chachamim. It would create this elite status, and therefore, in order to avoid that from happening, there's a, Torah is an equal opportunity lender. Basically, anybody has the capacity, or any family has the capacity, to have Talmud Chacham and come from it. Marzutra Omer, he says it's actually a punishment. It's actually because the Talmud Chachamim deal arrogantly or, or, or look down upon the rest of the community. The punishment for that is that they don't have children that are of the same status as they are. So one is a protective, protective measure. This is actually, according to this opinion, is actually a punishment because they are arrogant or deal, uh, at, at look at themselves as an elite status over the rest of the community. Ravashi Omer Mishum Inchi Chamri. Because there's more a way, a much, much more uh, a defined way of articulating. They refer to people, to the common folk, as donkeys. So different interpretations, what does that mean? That uh, one shot I saw that the Gemara says is that Chamra Betkuvitz Karirale. A donkey is a very cold animal. Even when it's the hottest season outside in, the, in Tammuz, they're still cold. Means that they say that they don't have passion. I mean, they don't have the burn of Torah. So because, that's why they compare them to donkeys. Or others say because of their intellect or whatever it is. But because they derive, deride, deride, uh, non-Talmide HaChomim, or put down non-Talmide HaChomim, the punishment for that is that they don't have children that come up to be Talmide HaChomim. Ravina Omer, Shein Mevarchem BaTorah Tchiloh. Ravina says is because when they do, uh, when, when they study Torah, they don't say Birchas Torah first. And this is a famous, famous Ron, one of the most famous quoted Rons in Masechus Nadorim. We will see it in a moment. Because now, since the Gemara says that the reason why Bnei Torah don't have children because they don't make Berichas Torah before they study, it leads into the same concept. The Navi Yirmiyah brings down a passage as to why Bnei Ma'avda Ha'aretz. Why was Eretz Yisrael lost? What did we do to lose the land? Why were we exiled from the land? 
And it says that, uh, that, they, that they asked, we'll see that the Girsa, the, the Girsa of Metziah is that they asked the Talmud Chachamim and they didn't know. They asked the Nevi'im and they didn't know. They asked the Malachi Asharis and they didn't know until they asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he answered them, because they did not study, they did not make Berchas Torah first. So we'll have to see what that means in a moment. Many different interpretations. What does it mean that they did not Berchas Torah before they study. We'll see the Ran in, in, in the Rabbeinu Yonah inside in the Ran in a moment. But let's just read it inside. So, Amar of Yehud, Amar Rav, what did the Navi Yirmiyah mean when he said, Mia Isha Chacham, who is the wise man? They asked the Chachamim, V'yavin Azos, and they asked the Nevi'im, who have the, 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 the Bina, the understanding, uh, and, and, uh, and the Dabar Zen, Isha Lechachamim, Lenevi'im, Lemalach Asharis is the Gears of the Bach, but Sinya, V'lov Pirshu, and they weren't able to explain it. Until Hakadosh Baruch Hu himself had to explain it to them. The pasuk says, "Vayom Hashem." Hashem said, "Al Azvam es Teirosi," because you left, you forsook my Torah, and Veloshamu uh, Bekoli, and you did not follow, uh, hearken to my voice. Now, the gears of Al Gemara is that the Gemara is saying is a question. The Pazik says, You forsook my Torah. The Pazik, the full Pazik actually says like this. And Hashem responded, The Pazik says, uh, where's the pasuk? And uh, the next pasuk in Yirmiyah on your base says, "Vayom Hashem al Azvam es Tayrosi, Asher Nosati Lifnehem Veloy Shamu Bekoli Velohol Chuba." So the Gemara asks it as a question. What do you mean Veloy Shamu Bekoli and Lahol Chuba? That does not seem to be the Ran's Girsa. The Ran's Girsa is how that when Hakadosh Baruch Hu answered them, so Amarav Yehuda Amarav, he said the Girsa of the Bach Shalok Birchu Batorah Tchilo that they did not make Birchas Torah first. The way the Ran explains it is that Lachora, if the Pshat is that they weren't studying the Torah. If the pshat is that they weren't keeping the mitzvahs, what do you mean? The Chachamim wouldn't have been able to answer that. The Nevi'im wouldn't have been able to answer that. The Malach Sharis would not have been able to answer that. So obviously it's a much deeper reason that they couldn't understand. Everybody was studying Torah. Everybody was performing the mitzvahs. So why was Al-Meh Avda Aretz? Why was the land lost? So therefore, on that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, is because Shalom Birch Torah Tchilo. So what does it mean, Shalom Birch Torah Tchilo? Again, the gears of the Ran, it's not a question of what, of the, the, what is the difference of Shema Bekoli and Hol Just straight. That they, what, what was this question that no one else could answer? Take a look at, inside. This is uh, to your left, right away, there's the Ran. If you go to the, towards the bottom of the Ran, that, uh, where the lines first become wide, so he says like this. He says that um, where is it? Matzasi b'megila storim shalar rabbeinu yona dekra hachidayik. That this is the way to in, uh, infer from the pasuk. Da'al shalom baruchu b'toruchila. How do we know we're talking about? They didn't do berachas torah first. Avdar. Uh, that's why the land was lost. Dim iso al azvam is terosi kepashto. Because if it means like the pasuk actually means that Hashem was answering because they left my Torah and they forsook forsook my word. So they pashto mashma she azvus a Torah v'la oskim ba kashenishal chachamim. Then how could it be when the chachamim were asked lenetzi ravim and the ravim were asked lama loy perishu? Then why couldn't the well chacham and a navi doesn't understand that the reason we got kicked out of the land is because we never kept the Torah, we didn't do the mitzvahs. Follow davar. 
Galu Hayah. If that that's that's poshit, that any person will know that that's the reason. The Kalafarish, and everyone can interpret that's the reason why you get thrown out. Elavada Oskinayubatora. For sure they did study the Torah. It's homemade constantly. And therefore they were astounded. How could the land be lost if we got all of these yeshivas and all of these Talmidei Chachamim and everybody is studying Torah? How could the land have been lost? Until HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself explained it. That he understands the depths of people's motivations, the depths of their heart. What does it mean that they did not do Birchas Torah first? That even though they studied Torah, and they, but it wasn't, it wasn't something that they considered to be the most important thing. They lacked a, 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 a uh, chashivas for the study of Torah. Kol kach, that much. It means there was a, la- a loss, there was a lack in their appreciation for Torah. That you needed to make a bracha for it. Meaning their, their lackadaisical approach to the birchas Torah reflected their chashivas, their importance of how they viewed Torah. If they viewed Torah as important, then they would have been more careful in the way that they were with the birchas Torah. The fact they weren't that careful with Birchas Torah, then that's an indicative of their, uh, their, their, their respect for the Torah itself. Oskin Lishma. And he says, and the reason was that would study only Torah Lishma. So one of the Mephorshim say is that they use Torah. Torah is a vehicle. We have to know halacha. We have to know. But learning Torah for the sake of studying the Torah itself is what they were missing. They learn that. They were learning at Shalom Lishma, because they, you, you learn Torah for the sake of itself, not because of, of a vehicle of what you can get because of the study of Torah. And therefore it reflected itself in the fact that they were lackadaisical in the way they approached the Birchas Torah. And that's what it means. That was a mean. What do you mean they didn't go in the path of the Torah? They studied Torah. It means they didn't do it with the right passion, the right intensity. That's what was lacking. And Eilu Divra Rav Achosid, these are the words of the Rabbeinu Yonah Achosid, and they are appropriate for the one that said them. One of the more famous Rans in Meseches Nedarim that he brings down. So basically, he's learning is that the lack of a bracha shows the lack of the study of Torah Lishma. The Rambam learns is that the din is that even the, the, the Aliyah of Kohen should not be given to a Kohen if there is a Talmud Chochem in the Minyan. Talmud Chochem trumps Kohen for the first Aliyah. So he says the fact is that they didn't follow that. They gave it to the Kohen Amaretz as opposed to that Shalom Baruch Torah means they showed a lack of respect for Torah by not giving it to the Talmud Chochem over the Kohen. That's how the Rambam learns Pshat. Nowadays, because of Machlokas, we're to create and who defines who's a Talmud Chochem not. So nowadays you always give to Kohen. But the way the, brought, the Halochas brought down is that a Talmud Chochem, Masech's Megillah, we'll see, we, we learned that, it, that the Talmud Chochem actually should get the first Aliyah but it's uh, a Samcham of a certain level, which maybe today we don't have that level. But anyway, that's how the Rambam learns the Pshat. Okay, let's go weiter. Um, says the one like this. Isibar Yehuda. It was one of the Amoroyim. Isibar Yehuda is a Tana. Isibar Yehuda is a Tana. Three days he didn't show up for Shir. 
Then it comes to Yeshiva in the Yeshiva of Rabbi Yossi three days. Ashkechei Vardimus Rabbi Yossi. It's interesting. Rabbi Yossi called his son Vardimus. So he says that Vardimus, the son of Rabbi Yossi, came across this Isibar Yehuda and Amalei. My time is Yossi Marlebe Midrasha the Abba. Why have you not been showing up in my father's Yeshiva? Why have you been missing Shir? Tatlosayam for these three days. So Amalei. So Isi answered him, Ki Taimedavuch Lo Yadana. I have no idea what he's talking about. I can't understand the things that he says. So, I mean, why should I come? What, what, what's the purpose of me coming if he says things and I don't understand the reasoning for what the, why he says them? And he doesn't back it up with any svara. What is he referring to? So, he says, tell me, what are you specifically talking about? What did he say that's bothering you so much that you feel there's no backup in logic that, it could, that, 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 you, can, that you feel that you shouldn't come to the shear anymore? He says, Dilma Yadana Taime. So uh, this is uh, Vardimus is saying, maybe I can explain to you. I know my father's reasons for certain things. Maybe I can explain to you, so therefore you'll feel more comfortable. So Amalei, he said what we learned yesterday. Yesterday we learned a Bryson that says that if there is two villages, let's say, next to each other, and a stream or a spring goes through one, that the Chachamim said if there's enough drinking water for both, but there's not enough water for laundry, for, for washing the clothes, that the upper village can use that water for laundry, even though the lower village now will not have drinking water. That, I can't understand that. What is that? We make such a statement without any backup. To me, that makes no sense. That's why I stopped uh, coming to the shir. So Amalei Hadesanya, that which we learned in the Brisa, that Rabbi Yaisi Oimer Kvisosan Koidmein Lechayei that my laundry comes before others' sustenance, their basic sustenance, their need for drinking water. My laundry comes before them. So Kromin Olon, that's something that needs a pasuk for that. What's the pasuk that can that can under, that can explain such a that can can, can bring, prove such a, a contention. So Amar So he said there is a pasuk for this. This pasuk is a, a pasuk in Bamidbar. I think we just had it in the parsha. That's referring to the Are Levim. We know that the Levim did not get Yerusha in the Oretz, but there were certain uh, cities that were left aside for Levim. That ends up being Are Miklat as well, whatever it is. And the, there's actually uh, uh, there's there's parameters as to the usage of these cities. And the area around the cities were also used in certain ways. A certain amount of, of, of amas that the, outside the city had to be left for foliage for that there should be a beautification of the cities. And certain areas, open space, was left for multi-purpose pur- pur- uh, usage. And the Pasuk is referring to that. What does the Pasuk say? The Pasuk says that these uh, migrashim, these open areas, the migrashayim yeyulevehemtom, should be for their animals, ulerechusham, and for their property, for their assets, ulechol chayosom, the simple shot means, and for all of their chayas. Uh, uh, you have uh, domestic animals that you can own, you can un- uh, own non-domestic animals too. So sometimes the word behemoth refers to all living animals, sometimes it refers specifically to domesticated animals and chayas 
are non-domestic animals. But the Gemara says to say l'chol chayosam that it's referring to the non-domestic animals. Why say it? If you just say l'chol behemtam, use the catchphrase behema, and that usually includes in it behema and chaya. So why do you have to spe- specify? And I guess another way of asking the question: You say l'chol behemtam, rechusham, and then chaya. Why are you putting rechush between the animals? Right? So it's difficult to understand this Pasuk. So it says the one like this. So it says, So what does it mean, in the Pasuk? What is that referring to? That refers to like the deer and the, 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 the non-domesticated type animals. If that's what it's referring to, Generally, if the Torah uses the word behemoth, we assume it means including also chayas. There's no reason to say at the end of the pasuk l'chol chayosim. So chayy b'chal behemahi elamai chayosim means chayusam amish. It means something that they need for 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 actual sustenance for their living. Like they they could use it for their drinking water and whatever it is. But that's pasha too. If I tell you that this area is there for your animals, and it's for your asses, and it's also for their things that you need to be able to live. There's no, there's no chiddush in telling me that. So, what, and, and I can use the wells there for my water. I mean, what, what, what's the point of saying that in the Pasuk? So it must be referring to some other activity, some other usage. So therefore, l'chara, chiyusa, if it's just, if it's basic sustenance, then it's pasha, pshita. El alav, and they could use it for kfisa. They could also use it to launder their clothes. They could use it for laundry purposes. Those areas could be used to laundry purposes. That's what it's coming to tell, kfisa. And, and, and why, and how is it referring to it as chiyusa? What does chayusa mean? That you need this for your basic sustenance. It is considered a form of life. And that's why my father held that my laundry trumps your drinking water. Okay? You go somewhere else and find water. My, I can use it for my laundry because for me to be able to live in this place and sustain myself in this place, I need to be able to launder my clothes. So therefore, because we said that the, 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 the tsar that a person has, that the, the, the mental or physical affliction that comes to a person from having dirty clothing, the Arvisa, is something that is, is untenable. You cannot survive, you cannot live walking around with dirty clothes, and therefore it is as important as your drinking, and therefore Chayecha Kodmi in my life comes first. It doesn't seem he was appeased in the story. We don't see what he tells him, but the point, the point is being brought up. All right. It is interesting to note that these, you see the importance that the, the Gemara we've had now multiple times, the importance that we have to both personal hygiene and to cleanliness of, uh, of clothes. You know, I mean, there's, a, there's, this, there's the old joke in the yeshivas, they say, the Raman brings down that a Talmud Chochem that has a Ravid al-Begodo, even a little, a thing of, uh, on his, his chai, Ravid Achas, one stain, is chai of Misa. So in, in, uh, in uh, there was the yeshiva in Nevardok. Nevardok were very much into uh, self-debasement. So they used to say the pshat is because he only has one stain. That's how they used to say it. Is only, but, but, but you see over here that that's, that's not the word. The word is that, that, uh, that uh, a person has to both in terms of how he presents himself for outwardly, but also for his own inner fortitude, for your own inner uh, well-being, your mental well-being, person has to feel like he's, uh, he's, 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 he's got personal hygiene and he's, and he's, and he's got clean clothes. All right, Zogdemar Vaiter.
But what about the style of clothes and uh, the brand name? That we don't see anything. There's no, 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 no Dior being mentioned here. What? It doesn't still answer. If the city down below is going to be starved of water because you guys... They'll go, they'll go somewhere else. They'll go somewhere else. It means I don't... I can't stay here without wanting my clothes. Then I would have to go somewhere else. Why should I have to go somewhere else? You go somewhere else. I don't, I don't know if it means partially they're going to die because of it. It means they can go somewhere else. It's not the cool right. Right. Yeah. right. All right. <laughs> Says more like this. Says the Gemara... All right, now we're going to get back to our Mishnah. The Mishnah said that according to the Chachomim, uh, cosmetics, a woman's cosmetics, or her uh, personal hygiene, her bathing, falls under the category of Inui Nefesh. And therefore, the husband has a right to be made for those type of Nadarim because of Inui Nefesh. So the Gemara says that Rabbi Yossi disagreed, and he said his wording was... Ain elu inoinefesh. That's not considered to be inoinefesh. Now the Gemara wants to know. There's two ways to understand Rabbi Yossi. Is Rabbi Yossi saying that those don't fall under the category of inoinefesh? But there is a possibility, at least for the case of Rechitza, that it might not be inoinefesh, but it is dvarim shebeino leveino. It does fall under Dvarim Shemayin And we learned there are differences, by the way, as to the capacity to be Matir Neder for Inui Nefesh and the capacity to be So really what Rabbi Yossi is arguing about, if there's any right to be Matir, it's not because of Inui Nefesh, it's only because of Dvarim Shabain Oleveino. And Dvarim Shabain Oleveino are well, things that affect the intimacy of the husband and wife. Meaning that if she's not bathing and she's not grooming herself, then it makes it more difficult for the husband to have Tashmish with her. So it's for sure considered then Dvarim Shabbat Olivino. But that's the heter to be Matin Neder, not because of Inui Nefesh. That's one way of understanding. The other way of understanding Rabbi Yossi is that he disagrees. He holds that these uh, that, that the idea of... Um, of, of uh, what's his name? The idea of, 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 of cosmetics or the idea of her uh, bathing is not something that the husband could be made for at all. He basically is saying it's not only, it's nothing, you cannot be made for it, that it's not Inu Nefesh, it's not but it can never be made for it. That's the one who wants to understand shot in Rabiosi. So says the one like this. So I'm Rabbi Yossi, ain't Elu Nidre in a Nefesh. The Boilu, the Bnei Yeshiva, raised the following Shiloh. Understanding Rabbi Yossi, the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, Mahu, what's the din, Sheyofer, can you still be made for, even though you can't be made for because of Inu Nefesh, but could you still be made for Mishum Dvarim Shebein Oleveino? That you should be able to be made for, for Dvarim Shebein Oleveino. So Toshima, the Gemara wants to bring a Raya. I'm Rabbi Yossi, look at Rabbi Yossi's wording. Rabbi Yossi said, Ain Elu Nidre Inu Nefesh. He says, these are not Nedarim of now, if Rabbi Yossi held that you cannot be made for at all, so he should not have just said, Ain Eilu Nidre Inu Nefesh. What he should have just said was, Ain Yochel Hafer. And that would have covered your basis. But why did he say, Ain Eilu Nidre Inu Nefesh? He's spoken Dafka that's not yeah. Inu Nefesh, which is Mashma that's not Inu Nefesh, yeah. but it is Bein Oleveino. That's what the Gemara wants to suggest. So the Gemara says like this, Am Rabbi Yossi, Ain Eilu Nidre Inu Nefesh. Aval Dvarim Shabbat Oleveino. That's Mashma Havyan. That it is Dvarim Shabbat Oleveino. So the Gemara says, not a Raya. Let me explain outside the Gemara, and then we'll see it inside. The Gemara is going to say, it could be like this. Rabbi Yossi holds, Bechlau. These are not 
revocable nedarim at all. But what he's tying to the Chachamim, if you want to hold it is revocable, the most you should be able to say is that you could revoke it only because of Dvarim Shabbayin Olamina, not because of Inu Nevesh. means he is really addressing Chachamim Leshita Sam. Leshita Schem, that you hold, that you can be Mayfair, it should not be because of Inu Nevesh, it should only be because of Bein Olamina, which is a difference as we learned yesterday. According to me, though, no. Can't do it all. So you cannot bring a raya from the deal. It's not such a good raya. So says more like deal ma He's addressing the opinion of the Chachamim themselves. According to me, it's not even Dvarim Shabbayin I hold it's nothing. You cannot be made for it all. Even Dvarim Shabbayin it's not. But according to you, the Amrisu that you hold, Havian Nidra Inu Nefesh, you want to say you could be Mefer because of Inu Nefesh? No, ideally you should agree to me, acknowledge my what I'm telling you, is the Ein Eil Nidra Inu Nefesh. It's not, it, the most it could be according to you should be Bein Olevina. Mora says like this, so my, so what's the halacha? So Rav Ada Bar Ava Omer Mefer. So Rav Ada Bar Ava said, according to Rav Yossi, you could be Mefer because of Dvarim Shebein Oleveno. And even though it's not Inu Nefesh, but it would be considered Dvarim Shebein Oleveno. And Ravuna Omer Ain Mefer, and he says, no, it's not considered to be Dvarim Shebein Oleveno. Now the Gemara says a Swara, because Lechora, why would it not be Dvarim Shebein Oleveno? Now, just bear in mind, we had this in Masechus Ksuvis, but in Masechus Ksuvis, the Gemara, and in, and, and in Gittin, there's also this concept that if a woman does not groom herself intimately, if a woman does not groom herself intimately, it affects the, if the Tashmishamito, the ability to be intimate with the woman. And not only that, the Gemara says in, uh, in, in a number of places, is that actually it could be a, 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 a hazard, a physical hazard to the husband if the woman is not well-groomed. But so, so the Chorah, if so, so then how does Rav Huna hold that ain't Mayfair, that if she's not bathing, that you cannot be Mayfair? The Chorah, why isn't that going to be affecting their intimacy, their Dvarim Shebein Olevein So the Gemara says an interesting marshal. The Gemara says, Shalom Atzinu Shual Shemeis Ba'afer Pir. We don't find a fox that will, uh, will die because of the dirt that is in his burrow. And what does that mean? So says the Ran what means that Ba'avachafirosa, when a fox digs out his burrow and has the place where Shudarbo, where he lives, where that's where he's commonly found, Tomid all the time, Shmetokshuragil Sham, since he knows his way around there, he knows all the obstacles, he knows how to avoid all the obstacles, therefore he will uh the shall also give Guma. He does not uh, a trip over the dirt that is found in that burrow. So, so to this person whose wife has decided to stop bathing, since he knows his wife intimately, he knows the terrain pretty well, he's not worried about a, what, a, a hair that hardens and could hurt him, it's not a problem. If she's not bathing, he knows how to work around the problem. And therefore, it's not considered to be a problem of 
Dvarim Shebeino Leveino, according to Rav Huna. So we have here this basic machlokas in Rabbi Yossi, when Rabbi Yossi says you cannot be made for if the woman made a nether Shelo Erechatz, is it a problem of Dorm Shabbat uh, uh, You could still be it's not Inu Nefesh, but it's Dorm Shabbat or maybe it's not. This is a Machlokas Amorayim. Tanya. So Gemara says that I'll bring you a support to the opinion of Rav Adabar Ava that you could be made for according to Rav Yossi because of Dvarim Shebeino Leveino. How so? It says Dvarim Sheyesh Ba'in Inu Nefesh. It says that those items, those things that are defined as an Inu Nefesh, Mefer, and the way we explain that, yes, that means that you can be made for whether it impacts on the husband or whether it's impacting on other people, it doesn't matter. If it's Inui Nefesh, you could be made for. Even if it's, uh, she, you get divorced and she marries someone else, we learn, it's still, the Hafara will still be uh, a binding Hafara if it's Inui Nefesh. Now let's say it does not involve, says the Brisa, an Inu Nefesh. So, then the only thing you can be Mefer for is if it affects the intimacy of the relationship. Then Mefer. But but between her and others, i.e., the way the Gemara learned before, if she would get divorced, marry someone else, which means that it'll never be able to impact again on the relationship of her husband, ain't a mefer, he will not be able to be mefer. Ketzat, what are examples? So Gemara says like this, Amra, koinam peirus alai, if she made a neder, peirus alai, that I'm not going to eat peiros, so then, hareze yofer, so that is able to be mefer, because she's not going to be eating produce, produce is inu inefesh, and there it gives carte blanche to the husband to be mefer, when it be that bein olevein atma, bein olevein acherem. She made a neder that I refuse to do any work, not that, uh, or anything that I do will be prohibited to your, um, to my father. Let's go to my father. My father cannot eat from my handiwork, or or for your brother, or for your father, or for my brother. The Rashash wants to make it conform, so he switches the girsa. He says, But either way, the idea is the same. If she's making the neder impacting on someone else, that someone else is not going to be able to benefit, she's not going to uh, do work for anybody else, all right. Or even it's something that's impacting on the husband that I'm not going. I refuse to give uh, uh, straw to your animals, or mine with or uh, or or uh, water to your cattle. Even though that's something in between the two of them, but it's not something that's affecting the intimacy of the husband and the wife. In these cases, you cannot be mefer because it's not considered, it's not an inu nefesh, and it's not considered a real dvarim shebeino leveino. If she says, I will not put on uh, mascara, something coming to make up for the eyes, or I will not put on rouge, or I will not have tash mishamito, we'll see exactly how she does that. With the with the husband, Yafer, then he's able to be Mefer because these are considered Mishum Dvarim Shabeno Leveno. This is considered Dvarim Shabeno Leveno. Now, 
The last category, so we had four categories. We have Inu Nefesh, could be Mefer. We have things that are involving other people or involving the husband or not involving intimate. Not Inu Nefesh, not no. Things that involve the intimacy of the husband, affecting the intimacy of the husband. So that's considered no. Her capacity to put on makeup, her she want, uh, not having relations with the person, he could be Mefer. Last category, I'm not going to make your bed. I'm not going to uh, mix the wine and water to hand to you. I will not bathe, wash your face, feet, and hands. The Tanakhama, the Chachamim say, you don't need Hafara. Because these, are, these items specifically that are mentioned, making his bed, uh, uh, washing his hands, feet, and face, giving him the coast, mixing his coast, are listed as one of the things that even if there are, even if there are maid servants in the house, the Gemara says in Ksuvas, the wife is mechayev to do these for the husband because it's an expression of her affection, her intimacy for the husband. Memela, she is meshubedes, and she cannot make a neder on these particular items. So, Rabbi Gamliel said, you're right, technically, you don't have to be mefer because she should not have the capacity to make a neder to supersede her responsibility. But nevertheless, Rabbi Gamliel Omei Yafer, Shenemar lo yachal devaro, so lo yachal devaro, the way the Ron explains the second shot, is that the Torah says that a person should not be, uh, desecrate his word. Meaning, even if it's not a neder, even it's not a binding neder, but if you've said something, oh, you, you should that. not go ahead and desecrate. It's the, uh, either it's it's no, it's you shouldn't. It's not a neder, so it's not binding. But even so, if you've said something, even if you say blineder, it's not a neder. But a person should not accustom himself to violate things that he says, and therefore, if she said it, and it's, even though it's not binding, you should still do a hafara. On it. That's, the, that's what their Ram Gamliel says. So, therefore, you don't, technically, you don't have to do it, but nevertheless, you should do it anyway. This is like Dabrashin Matirim? I, I don't know exactly why I have like to do it. Making a netter, on, on, is the, the netter that he's trying to do over here is like making a netter not to eat trade food? Yeah, I mean, it's not a binding nether, but even if it's not a binding nether, if you've said, I'm going to do something, or don't violate what you've done, because it's a bad thing to say, go against what you've said, even if you, it's not a nether. Now, Davar Acher, another shot in Loyachel Devaro, we learn over there is, it says, you cannot desecrate your words, but otherwise, other people can do it for you. From there we learn the laws of Hatoro. That the, that chachamim can be mater nedarim, a basin can be mater neder. You can't do it for yourself, but others can. And from here we learn davar acher what's lo yachal devarim. that even a chacham, even if somebody has the expertise to how to know how to find a, a pesach or a charoto, she'ain mater nidre atzmo. But you can't lo yachal devar. You yourself cannot be matirid. Others have to do it for you. Anyway, that's the end of the b'risa. But the first part of the b'risa said that if a woman says, lo iskashet, I'm not going to put on cosmetics, my rouge, my, my makeup, right? It says that's, exa- that's an example of dvarim shebeino leveina, and you could be matir because of dvarim shebeino leveina. Whose opinion is it? It cannot be the chachamim, because the chachamim held that that's considered to be an inuy nefesh. They said that that's inuy nefesh, so therefore the reason, and, the, and I'm, this Bryce is saying is, that's not inuy nefesh, it's dvarim shebeino leveina, so who could it be? The only one could be So you see that when Rabbi Yossi says on Kishut and Rechitza, ain't elu inu 
Inui Nefesh, what he was saying is, it's not Inui Nefesh, but it is considered to be Tvarnash Shabbat Levinah. And therefore, this is Tanya Kavase, the Ravada Barava. That's why it's a support for Ravada Barava. Let's see it inside. So, Man Shminan Da Amar Sholo Echov Sholo Efkos Tvarnash Shabbat Levinah Havin. Whose opinion could we say that not wanting to put on cosmetics is considered a nether of Tvarnash Shabbat Levinah? Must be Rabbiosi, Vektani, and see what we say is it's a mafer. You're able to do a farah on it, Mishum Dvarim Shabeno Leveno. So it's a raya that the shot in Rabbiosi is. It might not be Inuinevish, but it is Dvarim Shabeno Leveno. Usually, the way the Gemara works, if you have two known opinions, unless you know that there is a third opinion, you want to fit it into the two known opinions. Otherwise, that third opinion should have been mentioned in the Mishnah that they have. We don't have it. it Right, but I guess I guess the same. It's the same idea. I mean, I guess the same idea because he was addressing both. So we assume that he's addressing both the same. If anything, you can hear Rachitza is much more of a Dvarim Shabbat Olaveina than uh, right than cosmetics. Even though I remember there was a there was a when I was growing up in Columbus, there was a guy who was a big late. So I'm not going to say his name on tape, but you know he said that the, that for his sister the Chacham should come out of Heter while you're allowed to use the cosmetics on Shabbos. You know that 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 it's, it's considered like a tsar rabim for you know anyway whatever. But uh, <laughs> anyway, what's that? Yeah, right. All right. Then we're about Amar Mar. So when it is like this. So the master said is that shamesh mitosi that if the woman makes it nether not to have tash mishamito yafer mishum dvarim shabein olaveino it falls under the category of dvarim shabein olaveino that that's for sure it's intimacy it's direct intimacy so therefore you could be matir with dvarim shabein olaveino ask the gemara gavaldi gakasha we said in this very brisa that if she says I'm not going to mix his wine I'm not going to wash his hands and feed I'm not going to she, you don't even have to be made for according to the chachamim because she's mishubedes there's a shibud that is a lie, an obligation that the wife has to do this for the husband. So therefore, you don't even have to be mefer. So if she says, I'm not going to sleep with him, so then what, what do you have to be mefer? That's one of the shibudim that a wife has to her husband, that she has to be intimate with him. So the chorah, why? You have to be mefer, because of Doran Shabbat Olaveino. And this is going in the Chachamim, not going in Rav and Gamaliel. Says him more like this. Because it's his mitzvah? She has a responsibility too. She can't say no. So why says like this. I mean, the Gemara says in Ksuvah, that if a woman doesn't want to have touch, we, we start penalizing her, we take away money from her Ksuva, we, right, until it leads to divorce, because that's the basic element of what the responsibility in a marriage is. So the so Gemara wants to understand, how does this matter chal? So the Gemara says like this, L'chayra... It's a What's the case? Elema, if you want to say the Amra that she said that she said that you cannot benefit from my Tashmish. She answered him from Hanor from her from having Tashmish with her. So in such a case, why would you need hafara? That's a shibud that she has to be available to give her husband pleasure is a shibud of the marriage, and she, you should not have to be made for netter on that. Ella says the Gemara, the way the nether was posed, we had this earlier in Masechta, by the way. The way she made the nether was, we had on Tesvav, the nether was that she said, I usher myself from getting Hana from you. Now, that she but she's not, she's not, she's not obligated to receive Hana from her husband. Right? She's not obligated. So technically, she can make a nether assuring herself from getting Hanoah from her husband. Now, the problem is, by making that nether, 
you also supersede the, the, the ability to have relations with your husband. So Lechora, she's, she's, she, the way she's wording it, she's allowed to ask her on herself a benefit, but now what happens is because she asked her on herself a benefit, now she asks her as a husband of having a relationship with her. So what are you going to say? To coerce her to have relations, you can't do that, because you're not allowed to feed someone something that's also to him. Even though it's only also to him. She made a nether that's also to me, so you can't take someone. So therefore, I can't force you to eat an apple if you assert on yourself apples. And that's what we would be doing if we try and coerce or penalize or whatever it is to have relations with him. That's why the only option in that case is to do what? Is to mefer. Now, I, she's Meshubedis to him, it's true. But she did not make the nether directly against the Shibud. She made the nether indirectly. That's why the nether is chal. That's what the Moore's answer is. So the says like this. Says the Gemara is Elabomeres Hanos Tashmishek Alai. She asked her on herself the pleasure from the the uh, the intimacy on, uh, of her husband. Ukur Rav Kahana, like Rav Kahana said, Tam Rav Kahana Hanos Tashmishi Alaych. If the words are the pleasure of my Tashmish on you, Kofel Misham Shoso, you can coerce her to have relations because there's no nether at all. She cannot go head to head with the pre-existing Shibud. But she asserts on herself the pleasure of the Tashmish from, of the husband on her, then Yafer, you are able to be Mefer. Why? What's the difference? Because we don't feed a person something that he asserts upon himself. And therefore, that's why the Nedr is binding. Says the more interesting thing. Who is the author of the following Brysa? The Sani will enter the Brysa. There are certain cities, for example, or certain locales, certain areas that have a minog to aser on themselves things that other people consider to be mutter. Or certain individuals put restrictions upon themselves that others don't have. All right? So it says, man, it says like this. It says, the dvarim hamutarim, something that's considered to be mutter. 100% the Torah says it's mutter and there's no problem doing it. But some people have a minog, right? They never made a neder. There's no actual neder, but the minog was that I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to do it. They're not allowed to, you're not allowed to do anything to try and make them change their minog. That they can't, if that's their minog, that have stick to it, you cannot try and say, oh, it's mutter, it's okay, go ahead and do it. You can't do anything to make them change from what they accepted themselves that it's osur. In order to mevatel their minog. So don't, all of a sudden, you know, 50 people from New York walk down. In New York, that wasn't a problem. And then, then, then the, st- the stores start selling the stuff or whatever it is. You can't do that. You have to uh, respect what it is that their minog asid you, on, on yourself is a different story. But to try and create a situation that they should change their minog, you're not allowed to do. Now, what's that? I guess by the by certain by certain Sephardim they have a girsa in the Shulchan Aruch don't eat fish and cheese. You're not allowed to go say no. You're allowed to have fish and cheese. Their minig is not to have fish and cheese, and you're not allowed to have fish and cheese. So the chayra no anchovies on your pizza can't do it. Mishum shenemar because the pasuk says lo yachal devaro because lo yachal devaro means that even if it's not an actual neder, even if it's not an actual neder, but if it's something that you have said or started doing, you're not allowed to desecrate your word. 
The other explanation of that we had before is Others can do it for you, you can't do it for yourself, even if you're Talmud Chacham. So who is the author of this Brisa? The only person could be, is what we saw before, Rabbi Gamliel, that he said that even a neder, even something that's not a neder, you have to keep, and you should be mefer otherwise. The money is Rabbi Gamliel, he. That's actually a brought down in Halacha, that if a person has a minog, a person accepted on himself a minog, you need to be get hafaras nedarim. You have to be matir neder to remove a neder. How exactly the strength of it is like the the the, the, the chasam sofer? It's a very interesting thing. The chasam sofer's opinion is that wearing a yarmulke today is deraisa. Interesting chasam sofer. Why? Why? It's only a, he says since everybody has kept it as a minog, oh. it becomes binding like a neder. Nedarim a deraisa. Memela wearing a yarmulke is manazeh. Yalls is a din deraisa. Something that you accept in yourself as a minog. It's not just a, that becomes like a neder. Memela has the koch of a deraisa. Gentlemen, we'll, we'll stop over here. People keep chavis wrong. Have to do hataras nedarim when they when they want 